Well, hey everybody, and welcome to the Barefoot Minimalist Podcast. This is where I love to talk about all things minimalist, such as mental focus, stop time, simplifying our lives and schedules, and ultimately, how to clean out our items. The whole point of minimalism, in my perspective, is to be less distracted, and the whole goal is to have time and energy to zero in on the things that really matter in life. It is too easy to have an overloaded mind and stuff that just takes up our time. Well, welcome to episode five, Stop Time Part Two, and thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Well, hey everybody, I really appreciate you joining me uh, this morning. I know it might not be morning where you're at. This is kind of the best time I've found, um, the most peaceful and quiet time to where I can focus. And I have two little buddies that are my podcast buddies, and they wake me up very early. So my body naturally wakes up early. Uh, we were up before five today, and but I didn't feel rough or anything because my body is it's used to getting up. So hopefully they will relax. They're usually pretty good about... Um, Usually if I'm teaching school virtually or podcasting, they uh, usually lay down and keep me company. So super cuddly little basset hounds, and you might hear them in the background playing or drinking water. So this is also once they wake up, they are running and racing through the house, running outside and getting out all their energy. And then by 830, they are ready to nap for like the whole day. So it's really great. (laughs) So, but I've just really been uh, excited to get back to um, doing the next episode. I realized it's been a week and a day, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I kept kind of um, not putting it off, but, you know, oh, I'll do it this day, I'll do it this day, and then um, I realized this morning this would be a perfect time for it, Um, but I've been thinking about it a lot all week, and the title of this week's is Stop Time Part 2. And we did part one just because it's a, I feel like it's a lot to take in, you know, um, just depend, depending on your personality. If you are in a, maybe a slower paced environment and you've, you've been there, maybe you were born and raised, um, then it's might be easier for you to slow down. Um, for those that have been maybe like me, always on the go, um, moving a lot, um, learning a new job many times, um, always organizing, reorganizing the home, just a lot of changes going on and, and keeping up with the pace and kind of that survival mentality, which is not, I don't think that's good or healthy at all. You know, eventually you can't stay in that uh, mode. You got to settle. Um, so really just kind of evaluating that and, um, you know, so for me, it's a process to learn how to stop and slow down, be okay with that, and realize that I'm not missing out on anything. You know, the world's not going to stop just because I'm stopping. Um, you know, it's just a new training my my brain, you know, that stopping is okay. And um, I've mentioned her before is Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she's got the book Switched on Brain. I have it on my Audible And I think I've listened to three-fourths of it, but I really just want to start over from the beginning because it was such a life-changing book for me um, when I started this journey uh, in March this year. So, but, so just kind of, I'm journaling my journey and I'm not perfect at it, but I 
passionate about it because I feel like minimalism is, I'm seeing how it's helping every area of my life. And I love that. I love um, just getting back to um, just the more important things in life, the simple things, because it's just too much. (laughs) I've been too overloaded. My brain is too overloaded. So, but I am sitting here with my organic coffee. Uh, one of my one of the things that minimalism is bringing me into is, or that I'm learning about, is the zero waste. So I was like, man, you know, we have like three big garbage thing cans of garbage, you know, and I just never thought anything about throwing something away. It didn't affect me or bother me. Um, so as I'm coming across more and more of the zero waste kind of idea, um, I made a couple changes and. Um, the same concept goes for minimalism. You know, you just make little bitty changes one at a time. Okay. And you just take it slow. And so I was like, well, I can do the same with zero waste because it's a brand new concept and it's not natural to me. Minimalism is more natural. This, uh, you know, I love to throw out things. So <laughs> hence I have a lot of, you know, garbage cans full. Um, But one of the changes I made is instead of using those little coffee pods in the Keurig machine, um, boiling my coffee and then pouring it. I have a milk nut bag when I used to make my own almond milk. Um, So I pour it in that and it just strains out the grinds. And then I save the grinds and I'm looking for ideas on what to do with them. So if you use coffee grinds and you know of a good idea, if you could pass it to me, um, my email is thebarefoot.com minimalist.joy at gmail.com. And I should probably link it in the notes. I have never done that before, but I probably should. Um, and I am on Instagram, the barefoot minimalist.joy. That's my screen name or whatever you call it. So I'm looking what to do with the coffee grinds. I know I can research it. I just haven't yet. That's me drinking my really good coffee. It's amazing how good the coffee tastes. It's organic, but when you boil it at, or even like when you go to a restaurant and they use those machines that gives you really hot water for your coffee, that's why the coffee tastes so good in a restaurant and at home you're like, "Eh." you know, so I'm just at home drinking this coffee. I don't even really like it. And I, so anyways, tried this way and I'm not using those coffee pods anymore. I'm using the, um, and I'm trying to save the coffee grind. So that was one little bitty step. And it's turned out great. Um, and then the other little step I made was instead of using napkins, I have all these little white washcloths. So I thought, well, we could use those for napkins. So we have those out. And my husband is like, what in the world? <laughs> but he has gotten very used to me uh, changing things around in him throughout our 18 years of marriage. So so he's he's going with it. But um and he's using them. So if he didn't want to, it's fine. I could put out paper and, you know, regular. But I just thought I'll put him out. I'll see if he'll use it. And he did. So, But I was like, honey, I'm going to save us money. I'm finding new ways to save us money. And so, you know, I haven't really talked to him about, you know, trying to really save on garbage. But if I say I'm saving us money, you know, it might ring a little bell. So anyway, but I'm sitting here drinking this really good cup of coffee. My puppies are playing and, um, I wanted to mention just a couple things before I got started is, um, I listened to this week on the barefoot movement 
podcast with Paul Thompson. He is a podiatrist. He had on there Clinton Ober, and he is the guy that wrote the book on earthing. So I was so excited. It was such a good podcast. I think it was about an hour and a half, but so worth it. Um, Clinton Ober, he talks very um, kind of slow, kind of just very easygoing, like, kind of like you're just sitting with your grandpa, maybe on the porch, and he's telling stories of how he got started. I loved how he said, you know, I'm really, I didn't get in this to sell anything. It just, I'm just trying to share, get my eye, you know, I, I ran into something that works, you know, finding out about the, um, the earth and the electricity or the neutrons, um, in the earth and stuff. And so, um, it was just a really good podcast and he, you know, he ended up, he does have patches and he does have like a bed, uh, sheet and, um, pad that you can put on your bed for earthing. Cause some people don't like to get in the grass. My husband, he does not want to put his feet in the grass and he'll put them on the concrete, you know, and I believe that is earthing and grounding as well. Um, but if, you know, if a person is got arthritis and they are in a wheelchair, they can't just crawl into the grass, you know, like I can on my lunch breaks, I just sit in the grass or lay down in the grass. Um, so Clinton Ober made these really great things. You can get them on Amazon. Um, and he said they haven't even, you know, advertised. It's just a lot of word of mouth. So it's really, really cool. I was really excited about that. So um, so that's earthing. And then I wanted to mention again, um, the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. It's really been inspiring to me. And the host is Katie Coffrin. She has an Instagram and she has a website, katiecoffrin.com. And I don't mention her, so she'll mention me. She's very, very sweet to mention me in her uh, recent podcast. I was just listening to this morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, she just mentioned me. It's like really cool. So I really appreciate that. But I just sincerely, um, she has kind of been one of those people to help me get started back on this track. There's just been, a, you know, just a few people. And, um, you know, I just really appreciate her her podcast. So it's How to Be a Minimalist. They live in an RV. Her husband is minimalist as well. Um, so it's just, you know, it's to some people, it's normal day life. And but to other people, it's just interesting to hear about, you know, I just find it really interesting. So anyway, but I also wanted to mention, um, Hope Dylan. She is my plant-based coach and hi Bailey. And she has been also very instrumental in helping me. So I'm going to take a small break and I will be right back. All right, so I'm back. Sorry about that. Our sweet Bailey, she had had an injury uh, from playing too hard, and she's on meds. But she had waltzed into the room and just wanted to say good morning to me, so I just couldn't resist her. She's so sweet. She's our old English bulldog, and she's two and a half. So, but and what's really funny is the day just kind of took me forward. Had a very very busy day, so now I'm back the next morning. So. <laughs> pretty funny, but had a really interesting experience that um relates to my uh, journey in minimalism, and I'd love to share that on the next podcast. So, so it was good, but it's all about finding those stop moments, and that is what I've been doing this week. So I really wanted to share that with you. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in, and 
I think the biggest hurdle for me with stop time is feeling guilty. Um, and it's just that recreation in the mind, changing that mind habit, you know, I guess I feel like, you know, I feel blessed or like, you know, maybe I don't deserve it. Um, I guess I feel bad that I know other people don't get to enjoy these kinds of times. And then I think about all the people that do probably live this way on a regular basis and they're the ones that are blessed and I'm just discovering it. So, but I have to say that is just one of my hurdles with stop time is, um, you know, kind of that guilty feeling. So getting over that. And then the other hurdle is, um, find like, just like, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find where you realize it's a stop time or you take advantage of it. It's really not the word I'm looking for, but maybe it'll come to me. Um, basically you appreciate it and you rec recognize it. That's what I'm looking for. You recognize the stop time. So that's also right now what I am, um, doing right now. But this week, I just want to share with you. It was very interesting. I had a lot of moments just to stop. And I don't know if it's because I'm zeroing in on it, you know, maybe those moments are always, always, already there or always there. And, and it's just because I'm putting more attention on them to look for them. Um, but I had more time this week to sit in the grass, um, and more ease to stop. Now different weeks are different than others, you know, but I really feel like it's because I'm making it a practice to recognize the stop time. And another hurdle for me has been, it, man, if I don't have like a 30 minute segment, then why stop? You know, what, you know, I'll just, just stop to start again. I don't want to sit down and stop what I'm doing and try to rest. I'm just gonna have to get back up again. So I've had to, oh, you jump over that hurdle and kind of get rid of that because stop time to me is recognizing those moments in your day that you're like, wow, I have about a five minute little time where I can sit down and stop thinking about work. I can stop thinking about anything that might be trying to bother me, any worries, any stress. And I can focus my mind either on nature, on God, on the maybe things that make me feel good, um, you know, or just not think about anything, just enjoy the feeling of the grass, you know, in my toes, the feeling of the grass in my fingers, you know, um, I've had some stop times, you know, like this morning at three 30 when my puppies were up and I was up and still I'm up, <laughs> so I'll drink another sip of the coffee to that. And I couldn't really go to sleep. I was just listening to a podcast and, um, you know, it's some of those early mornings where it might be a little bit annoying, you know, that you feel like, man, I'm not getting the rest I need. But I just try to be mindful um, in that moment. Like, let's make this a stop time. You know, I have my puppies cuddling with me. I have my two-year-old puppy cuddling at my feet. I have a warm blanket. I have a roof over my head. I'm listening to nice music. You know, just starting to enjoy that moment with my puppies and they're like my kids, you know, 
Um, I, I enjoy them. They're very, very cuddly. And, you know, so that was a stop time this morning. It might've lasted five minutes, you know, cause my brain goes elsewhere or whatever. And that, that grows too. You start to train your mind how to maybe have a stop time longer. You know, right now I'm at about maybe, you know, five, 10 minutes. If I'm out in the grass, I could sit out there maybe 10, 15 minutes. Um, but that grows, you know, it just takes, it takes practice and, and don't be, um, ashamed, uh, to start little and don't think that those little starts are insignificant. You know, um, they are significant because each time you stop for maybe five minutes, just to breathe, refocus, refresh yourself, um, you are making a practice, which is making a habit and you're re- training your mind and your brain you're able to heal your mind and brain and you're able just to kind of reset yourself and then as you do that again it starts to create a habit a little bit at a time and that's what I love about this journey with minimalism I just always thought you had to have a large chunk of time for to get anything done little bits of time really didn't matter I didn't appreciate them didn't think they were significant but it's those little chunks of time I take to clean out one shelf, you know, one drawer, you know, just little, taking advantage of those little uh, moments in, in recognizing them. So this week I had different times, even during the day, you know, just to stop, sit in the grass and it was wonderful. And so I'm trying not to feel guilty about that. You know, I'm just really, really, really thankful for that. So if you're in a season of life where you want to be able to stop, but you feel that you can't, and that's where I was a couple months ago, I longed to stop and I could not think straight. My emotions were everywhere. Um, I felt so busy, even on the weekends I was working. So what I would do, and this would be my advice to people that are wanting to get there, but you just feel overwhelmed is start to recognize you don't actually have to stop your, you know, physical body, but take, recognize those moments to be mindful of what's going on in that moment and resting your brain and training it to think on something else, something positive, something uplifting that really brings you life instead of stress. You know, I noticed in this past season of my life, my forehead just stayed cringled it was so like stiff and I guess that's maybe how people get wrinkles. I don't know. I was just like, I just feel like I'm scrunching my face all the time. And, and I think I was, it's like my whole face wasn't even relaxed. It was crazy. So, but when I started this journey a couple of months ago and I was still at my job, you know, now we're working at home, um, those little moments when you're in the shower you know, that might be the only moment you have, uh, about 10 minutes in the shower or however long, you know, you shower, um, to think of, think on something that brings you joy. You know, if you're a Christian, that might be the time you communicate with your heavenly father. You know, um, if you just be mindful of the water, you know, the warm water, you know, falling, on your shoulders and on your head and just breathing, you know, doing those 
breathing exercises. And if you don't want to think about anything at all, think about the breath going in and out. And that works for me. If I don't want to think about anything, I can lay in bed and listen to my breath go in and out. And it's relaxing and it's a reset. It's a stop time. Another stop time I would try to, or the only one I could really find, a couple, two other ones that are just some ideas, is in the car, turn off the music. I didn't really listen to podcasts then. I didn't have audible books, really. Um, I would just be quiet, you know, listen to the traffic. <laughs> exciting, exciting um, sounds. But I would start to just try to rest my brain. It was very hard. I'd have to like stop it every, you know, 20 seconds. Okay, think on something positive. Don't rehearse all the negative that happened today in your day. Um, it was a time in my life I just couldn't figure out how to be thankful. And that's really sad, you know. And so I'm enjoying this time of thankfulness and gratefulness. And then the other way to find stop time, maybe at your job, um, well, obviously the restroom, nobody's in there, but, um, when I would walk down the hallway after dropping off the kids at lunch, it was just time I could breathe and I would just walk to my classroom. I only had about five or 10 minutes in the classroom by myself. And I was usually running around. I had a very hard time sitting down, um, once I dropped them off, but that walking time in the hallway, that would be a stop time for me. So it's really recognizing those moments of your day. And while you're doing other things, you might be washing the dishes and you're just enjoying the warm water, the bubbles, you know, you can close your eyes and do breathing exercises. If you have a window to look out of, if you talk to God, you can just start to be thankful and communicate with him. And it's amazing how much your day you know, those little resets. And what's amazing is I feel like those little moments that I took, um, you know, when I first started this a couple months ago, I feel like they've grown now and I longed, really I longed all year for um, stop time. And, you know, last summer I shared with you, I think on a different segment that last summer I had stop time. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed it. And so the challenge came when... Um, being in a new job, all of a sudden that stop time is gone and it's just complete stress mode, you know, so longing for, to get back to stop time and then frustration because I just couldn't calm my brain down. And so now I have these moments and I'm really, really grateful for them. I really treasure them. And then at the same time, I need to try not to feel guilty about them, you know, because my goal, sorry, I'm drinking my really good organic coffee. My goal is that these stop times, they grow, you know, to where I can sit not for five minutes now, but for 20 minutes and my brain is not rehearsing negative things. It is focused on positive things. You know, my body is resting, my brain is resting. I mean, why, why, when we talk about loving other people, 
why is it so wrong to love and take care of yourself? And it's not. You have to also love yourself and take care of yourself. Why would I want to overrun my brain? Now there is the time of strengthening your brain, you know, with mind exercises or work, reading, studying. But then when you're rehearsing just negativity that had happened, um, beating yourself up, you know, toxic self-talking to yourself, you know, gosh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe blah, 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 you know, that it's unfruitful and it wears down your brain and you have to take care of your brain. You have to stop and you have to stop your physical body. You know, I have a hard time sitting down because I feel like if I sit down, I won't get back up and finish. But um, you have to just learn to stop and know that the world is going to be okay. You know, you're not the only one in, in the world and you have to take care of yourself. So, but a couple of, just another other thing I wanted to throw out there was, I don't know where I heard it. I think it was on a podcast that they're not on anymore, but it was the best. I think that was the first podcast I listened to. Um, the front porch, I think it was just the front porch podcast and it was so awesome. Um, and they talked about creativity and how Google, the company Google, they give their employees time to be creative, like to go rest, like in, in the building, there's a place they can go and rest their brain because how can you be creative if you, if you are burnt out? <laughs> and if you have artistic um, talents and you're not um, rested and you're not even really utilizing that, utilizing that creativity, it's not going to grow or thrive. You know, you have to be able, you have to use that creativity. So I guess, you know, as far as I've heard, Google gives their employees time to rest their brains um, because it inspires um, creativity. So I I thought that was really cool that they've learned the power of resting and stopping, you know, so I just thought that was cool. I just feel like in minimalism with decluttering and the whole point is to get refocused on the important things of life relationship for me god um honestly relationships god <laughs> you know people are more important than things um you know finding out really what i'm talented and created to do um because i just feel like i'm on a journey to find that in my work and um if you know if the whole point of minimalism is for that for that simplification and refocusing it's got to be done in my brain as well so i have to learn how to declutter my brain and it is just as important as decluttering my house so it's really been an eye-opening life-changing experience um hope dylan i mentioned my plant-based coach please let me know if you want to get in touch with her um just email me the barefoot minimalist dot joy at gmail.com. Um, when she started her train, her, her sessions with me, it was stopping the brain, you know, with Dr. Caroline leaf and heart math. And, um, so that's where the a process had started with the whole decluttering. Um, and it's just gone from that to it's, Actually, I think it started in the brain and it's kind of overflowed into my home. And I think that is awesome instead of the other way around. Um, So I love it. I love 
I just love what's going on in this journey. And thank you for letting me just, it's like my um, spoken diary. <laughs> so thank you for trekking with me on this journey. But I had an interesting um, situation that happened yesterday that I want to share with you on the next podcast. Um, I was really able to see how I've been transformed in the past couple months when I went back to my classroom and saw all the stuff I had packed away. It was really eye-opening to me of what I've come out of. So, But I'm going to go ahead and close up for today. And thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.